Welcome, everybody, to the Florida State League Radio Network. I'm happy to have you guys on the podcast today for another interview. We are here with Taylor Saucedo. I was that the right? Did I say that right? Correct. Perfect. Perfect. Good. <laughs> we just practiced over it, too, just a second ago, so I just want to make sure I did that right. So, um, Taylor, happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Obviously, you played with Dunedin this year. Always have to get my Florida State League guys on. So, um, uh, you played with Dunedin sometime in your career. Um, but, but welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you on today. <clears throat> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. I'm happy to have you on. And, and, and thank you for joining me, obviously, during your time as you guys are getting right back into spring training here in a couple of weeks. So, obviously, you're probably very busy. So, thank you again for taking your time out of your schedule uh, to be able to do this. Um, so, let's get right into it. So, my first question is, describe your time with the Dunedin Blue Jays. This, uh, in <clears throat> Last year, we were with Dunedin. Uh, just describe how it was, you know, what, what were some things that you enjoyed about playing in Dunedin and, and what were some differences from some of the other leagues that you have played in? You know, just describe your time in Dunedin and and just how it was. Um, Dunedin was good. Um, Dunedin was good, you know. I, I got to win a, a championship there. Um, I played with a lot of great players there. Uh, you know, obviously, I really enjoyed the, the weather there. You know, you never really have mm-hmm. any problems in the Florida State League. Um but you know, it was it was a good time. You know, I had a lot of experiences. I've never never won a championship, so my first was in Dunedin. So that was will always be a memory of mine. Um, but overall, it was good. You know, it was a good time in my career, so I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and and that was a good team too. During when you were there in 2017, when they won the title, um, you know, they had. So many great players on that team with guys like Vlad Jr., um, you know, uh, Calvin Biggio, um, you know, Bo Bichette was on that team. And all these guys now are in the majors, um, even even in their pitching rotation. Man, their pitching rotation was pretty solid, too, um, during yep. oh, when they were in that team. Um, I mean, it was a great team. It, I, I knew when I looked at their roster, I'm like, this seems destined to win the championship this year. There's no question about it. Um, they are the top team in the Florida State League um, with all the just talent they had. Um, and obviously, again, a lot of those guys made it to the majors, and it shows that that team was, you know, they were they were major league ready. You know, um, they all those guys were yeah. really, really, really good players, and they were all really, you know, they're all able to make it to the majors. So you could tell that team was a very good major. Obviously, at the time, you guys weren't major leaguers, but you know, you you guys pretty much that that a lot that entire team was a major league ready organization, uh, major league ready team. Um, and that's how the Blue Jays have been in the last couple of years. They've had so many great prospects go through their system, um, and they've done a really good job in just kind of being one of the better systems in the minor leagues. So um, I for sure about that. Um, my second question is to you is what are some differences from playing in AAA with Buffalo to the lower levels of the minor leagues, and what have you learned from guys in AAA? So obviously you had some time this year with the Buffalo Bisons in the – in the international league, I had to remember that. Um, you had some time with them in Buffalo this year. Um, what, what were just some big differences? You know, whether it's the atmosphere in Buffalo or the clubhouses, facilities, example. Um, what were just some of the big differences from the lower levels of the minors? And what have you learned from the guys in AAA? Obviously, guys there who have had major league experience, who have been up in the, with the Blue Jays and such in the majors. Um, what were you able to learn in from them while you were in Buffalo this year? 
yeah. Um, so I would say uh, the differences between um, AAA and the lower levels is now you're, you're establishing the guys that are um, on the brink of, you know, breaking into the show and a lot of uh, really talented, smart baseball players. And as a pitcher, um, you know, the hitters now, they're a lot smarter in what they want to do. They have an approach. They know the one pitch that they want to hit. And mm-hmm. if you make a mistake, I mean, that ball's going to go a long ways, especially now that AAA uses uh, the uh, major league balls. Yep. Um, so you got to see a lot of uh, homers this year. But, um, I mean, that's, that was really the only difference between the lower levels. I mean, same, same players, same everything, just, you know, just a little bit smarter and just a little more selective. And if you make a mistake, uh, they don't miss. Um, but overall, I mean, it's like the facilities and everything uh, in AAA, they're, they're a little bit nicer, a little bit bigger, a little more space. Um, but it's all I mean, it's all the same game, same stadium, same amount of people, just a little more people, you know. Um, it's all the same game as you play coming up throughout the system. So it, it, was, it was a good year. It was fun, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously, again, as you said, you know, you pretty much said it on point. You know, the guys are just getting a lot better in the hit, you know, hitting wise and um, um, even pitching wise as well in AAA. You know, those guys are, as you said, major league ready. They, they're, you know, able to go. They could honestly, honestly, a lot, a lot of those minor league teams in AAA. Um, those guys, honestly, they can make a major league team if they really wanted to. Um, a lot of those guys, again, as as you said, you know, those guys. Are either guys who have been in the majors but just aren't are on like the brink of getting back in, or they're guys who are prospects, top high prospects who are you know really destined to be in the majors very soon. Um, example again for this year, uh, a guy of uh, Vlad Jr. who was one of your teammates when you yeah. were with the Blue Jays. Um, you know, well, all three of them. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that what a great group, man. That that and that they're gonna be the face. I tell you, man, those three are gonna be the face of the Blue Jays for years to come. They're they're destined for greatness. Um, um, Absolutely. but but yeah, for sure, Triple A, man. Uh, it, it's a fun atmosphere. It definitely is. Obviously, um, you know, it, again, a bit more crowd level because of it being a Triple A. You know, higher levels, obviously, in places like you know, in a place like the Florida State League, it's Single A advance. Um, and and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is that. People think, well, when you're in single A advance, it's a low level of the minors. So, you know, it's about the same as like a high school and stuff, like high school players. And I'm like, it is not anywhere close, man. It is very much like they are top, you know, players. They even in single A advance with the Florida State League, again, um, you know, those guys are. You know they're prospects. They're some of the top players in 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 the minors, um, or even in baseball right right now. Um, so. It, it, it kind of makes me a bit mad as a, a, a podcaster, you know, being a media person. And it, it makes me mad to hear people say that, I guess you would say. And I don't know if you have an input on that at all. No, and, and, and that's the thing. is like, you know, a lot of people don't do this. A lot of, like, non-traditionalist baseball people, They all they know, really, if they know anything about the minor leagues, mm-hmm. all they really know is there's double A AA and triple A. Nobody really knows, you know, that there's a high A rookie ball, all that stuff. And so when you tell people, like, oh, I'm in low A, and they're like, oh, some people don't even think it's professional baseball, and it, yep. and it bothers, you know, bothers some people. And But, you know, what they need to realize is that, you know, if they, if they enjoy baseball, this those lower levels, like the low A, the high A's, and the rookie balls, and all that stuff, I mean, really, it, it, they're all the same players that, you, that are, 
AAA. Um, they're just a little younger. They're um, they don't have all the pieces yet. Yep. But their their talent is through the roof, and so that I mean that's kind of why like some people will struggle. Uh, pitchers, I'm only speaking of pitchers that will yep. struggle because um, the hitters up there they don't really have an approach. They're just kind of just swinging, and they're just using their talent. So you know your numbers can be skewed, whatever. But I mean there's there's loads and loads of talent at the lower levels, and you know honestly that's probably the most fun is because you get to see. The players that are coming up into the, um, for the future, and those are the that's when they're the most raw. And mm-hmm. so, uh, it's just fun to see players end up developing out of there. And, and it's just it's it's yeah, it's cool. And 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 I think it's cool even for you know being a fan of even if you're a fan of minor league baseball, it's definitely cool to be able to kind of say, oh, I took a picture with this guy while he was down in Clearwater, while not many people right. knew about him, or when he was down in Dunedin. It it's a very neat thing to be able to do because you never know where these guys' careers might go. They might go to become one of the best major leaguers of all time. Um, you know, like there's a I know there's even a, and again as you saying you know even the lower levels, you know, there's a ton of talent throughout the entire minor leagues. Um, and even in the lower levels, there's a lot of talent. Um, it's even funny because when I think of it's crazy to think there's a guy in, in the Yankee system, Jason Dominguez, who's getting paid $5 million and he's only 16. He's supposed to be projected to be the next Mike Trout. People don't realize though that, you know, people don't realize that he's, you know, people don't realize that he's in the minors though, because he's so low, but there's a ton of talent. There really is. It's a great league. Um, you know, it's a great minor, minor leagues is one of, is is at probably the peak right now of of its of of it being in the minor leagues is at the peak right now with all the players that they have. It it's really great and and they do such a good job with promotion. It's a fantastic job what minor league has done over the last couple of years, just trying to get people to come out to a ball game and really just enjoy it. You know, um, compared well, to in major league fans, prices. I mean, I mean, even for fans, I mean that's the closest that you could probably get to you know. Uh, the superstars of the future, yep. and you know guys like Bo and Vladdy. I mean, that's probably the closest we get. So I mean, people who are missing out on that opportunity who do like baseball, I mean, you should go and check that out because yep. you know. I mean, I remember being like on the bus with like Vladdy, and there's like 200 people waiting to get a signature. I mean, that's probably the closest they'll ever get to him ever again. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's a good experience for everybody. And I think for more sure. people should check out minor league baseball instead of just major league baseball. Yeah, and and again, I'm not trying to make this sound like a promotional thing, but I'm being, I'm and I'm not being unbiased at all. I'm not being biased at all. The minor league baseball is so good, um, it really is. So let me get to my third question here before we go on a rant about how good minor league baseball is right now, because we know, um, my third question is, as a pitcher, what player do you model your game after? So what specific player is there? A player that you grew up watching that you really wanted to model your game after, or is there a guy currently? maybe in your own system that you model your game after as well? Um, growing up, growing up, my favorite figure being from Seattle was Felix Hernandez. I mean, that's why I wear 34. Yeah. Uh, I just loved the way that he pitched growing up. I always wanted to, you know, the turn and the way he comes to come set, everything. I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to be him. Um, but obviously he's a righty and I'm a lefty. Uh, completely different styles he threw. He threw the lights out of the ball, and I I throw a sinker. So I, you know, he pitches for strikeouts. I pitch for contact. So a little bit different. Um, but uh, I I wouldn't say it. I mean, right now I, I wouldn't say I, I model my game after anybody because I'm trying to build my own game. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously there's lefties out there that that are great in the big leagues. But you know, oh, there's a guy uh, with us, TJ Zoik. Yep. 
Um, you know, I like to talk with him a lot because me and him, when we were starters, I was a reliever this year. Um, but, uh, you know, when he was a, when he was a starter, we would always talk because we both throw sinkers. Um, you know, so and obviously now he's in the big leagues and he's great, um, even when he was in the minor leagues with him. And, but uh, we just I just like to pick the brains with the guys that I'm coming up with because we're all trying to get there. And then obviously when you get a veteran and come down, I like to talk to them and just figure out like what what you know how to get there, like what did you do and stuff like that. But I mean I don't think I really model my game after anybody currently right now. Um, I just kind of just model myself. And I and I think that's a great I think that's a great answer too you know just kind of building your own legacy in a sense kind of doing it your own way and I think that's a cool way of doing it you know I I rather have a pitcher who's kind of doing it their own way instead of kind of modeling after somebody and and I don't want to say being a not a rip off of them because you know you're you're still your own person but just kind of taking parts of their game and I kind of like when you kind of take build your own game and 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 kind of work off your own game in a sense so I think that's really cool and obviously with Felix Hernandez obviously fantastic pitcher obviously you know you know you're fantastic when you have one of the best nicknames the king Felix Hernandez and you have your own section at a baseball stadium for when you pitch I think that's amazing um I I love it it's so good I remember growing up as a I'm a a partial Rays fan and I remember growing up, and David Price would even have his own section too. He would have his like a K section or whatever. So it, it you know, you de- you definitely, you know, you get, you 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 know, you've gotten to the major league level when you start getting your own sections and in the stadium. So um, no, but again, Felix Hernandez definitely a for sure hot, for sure Hall of Famer. Um, obviously, right now he's a free agent. You never know; he could come over to Toronto. He could be. Uh, you can, you know, live with your. You could play with you. You can play with your um, your uh, childhood uh, person that you enjoyed watching and you grew up uh, loving. So, and yeah, I I wonder where he will go. That'll be interesting. He might retire, but we'll yeah. see what happens. He's kind of getting I up there in age. I think he's still I got it, man. I like out. I like Felix, man. So I, I I he he needs to win a title too. That that's one thing he has to do before. I just want him to be in the playoffs one time. Just, it, just yes, sake. yes, exactly. All right, my fourth question to you is, what was it like being able to pitch in the Eastern League playoffs, and was there any nerves at all for you when you pitched in the during the playoffs? So obviously you pitched with New Hampshire. Um, I believe they won that year too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so back what? Back yes, exactly, back-to-back years, that's right. Um, was there any nerve at all for you when you pitched for New Hampshire in those playoff games? And, and what was it like being able to call yourself a champion again? Obviously, you know, winning the championship with Dunedin and winning your championship with New Hampshire – um, what was it being? What was it like being able to call yourself a champion again? And 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 also, what were some differences between each of those championship teams? Um, so to answer your first question, um, was I nervous? Um, a little. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you don't want to be the guy to screw it up, or you know, you don't want to make it a closer game than it already is, mm-hmm. or whatever reason you're out there for. But uh, I was a little nervous, but I mean. I, my main focus was because um, I came in early because our starter got bounced out early. And so my main focus was just keep the game where it's at, give your team a chance to win, and do your job, whatever it's one inning, two innings, three innings, four innings, whatever it is, yep. just go out there and try and do your job. And that's all I did, and you know, ended up being a good good outing, and that was the last time I pitched in the playoffs because uh, we swept them um, pretty early. So, uh, But the, the, I – that team that 
that year was one of the most special teams that I've ever played on. And, you know, we all, all those guys on that team still talk to each other because you don't, there was a bond with that team. And, and it's funny because most of the guys were the same guys from, majority of the guys are the same guys from Dunedin, but the chemistry on that team from not only the players to the staff, and even to the, the front office people in, in New Hampshire, where it was just it was something that you don't you can't just make up. Like, yep, you know, and, that, and that's the thing that I was trying to say earlier too. Is not only are the guys like Bo, Vladdy, and Kevin, those guys were great players. Obviously, I mean that that speaks for itself. But one thing that people don't get to see with these guys is how they are as teammates and people. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know. Usually, when you guys have guys like that with such notoriety and you know they're special and they get you know all the attention usually sometimes you can run into a guy that is a little uh big-headed a little cocky yeah a little cocky a little has the ego on them Mm -hmm. you know kind of puts themselves first but that was the thing those guys is that they just blended in and then when we hit the field everybody went and it was every time we went out there it was like i don't think i don't think we're gonna lose this game i think the fisher cats are too good Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what the score was, and it was just fun. It, and we all talked about it. It was just fun to play. It was like made baseball fun again. It felt like we were kids. Yep. Just because we were meshing and we were cruising, and it was just great. It was. I mean, that team is a special team to everybody, but also myself included. Yeah, and 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 kind of bringing to your point with you know them being you know not as big headed you know you know for a guy like a Vlad Jr. and uh Calvin Biggio and uh, a Bo Bichette you know those guys their fathers all played in the majors and all of them really pretty pretty successful while they were in the majors obviously everyone knows Vlad Guerrero Jr. is one of the most successful major league baseball players in maybe the last decade uh last two decades uh also for uh, uh Biggio as well um Craig Biggio one of the best hitters in you know the last I don't know 50 years probably you know, he's one of the best pitch hitters of the 90s um, and, and even the 2000s, uh, at least the early 2000s, he was very good. Um, but, I mean, you know, that's so cool, you know, have them, you know, not being cocky and coming in and just treating everybody like, you know, they're double-A players, you know, they're just minor leaguers. So there's nothing to be, even though the, the last name may say something about who they're related to and their lineage and stuff, they're still just regular minor league ball players they still got something to play for and that's a championship so you got to be like that no matter what your name is and no matter who you are so i always say that and man i would you know and that's what i love about that's what i love about minor league baseball is that even you know the top prospects are never self you know they're never uh selfish they're always selfless and always helpful for the team that's what i love about it minor league baseball um so much about it um so that's really cool to hear and and that was just again those two years with Dunedin and New Hampshire were those were just special years and they were pretty much the same team in a sense you know different jersey obviously you guys were in New Hampshire that year but I mean they were pretty much the same exact team they had some studs on that team and obviously transitioned from Dunedin over to New Hampshire so you guys were able to make some pretty good success throughout those two years with uh, Dunedin and New Hampshire um, my fifth question is 
is it difficult to kind of stay on a good diet? Because obviously minor league baseball players, you guys as baseball players have to stay on a strict diet when you guys are, you know, playing in the minors. Obviously you guys are traveling and such. You guys probably, you know, sometimes the teams can't afford, you know, crazy meals unless that's changed now. I've, you know, from what I've heard from some guys, they've said that some of the meals are, you know, kind of cheaper and stuff, but just explain kind of what the meals are in the minor leagues and then how that translates to your guys' diet and and what are some good you know what are some how has things like changed over the last couple of years that you've been in the minors well well for the blue jays um i would say we have had a lot of changes uh, because for people that don't know out there um I'd say one of the biggest differences throughout the years is uh, this last year, the Blue Jays were the first uh, MLB team to give their minor leaguers a raise. Huh. Um, so I did that, not know about that, yeah, actually. So that, uh, yeah, so we got a, they announced it. We had a big old meeting in spring training, and uh, they did this whole uh, presentation, and they're like, we have something for you guys, and then they announced uh, that we're giving everybody a, a raise, and uh, so they upped our salary. And that made a massive difference. Yeah, massive difference for sure. And, and the whole reason why the whole reason why they did it is because the Blue Jays said that they were uh, they always you know demand us to play every day, work out everything. Yep. And um, they felt that we weren't able to and eat right, and they felt that we weren't able to do all that, eat mm-hmm. right, sleep, um, recover, all that stuff with the um, pay that we were on. So they gave us that. And the Blue Jays do really a uh, good job on, um, they uh, have applied us with, um, supplied us with nutritionists at each level. Hmm. And um, all the nutritionists, all the food is overlooked. So, um, so I mean, for the most part, we're getting pretty deep. I mean, you can't be perfect every night, but yeah. for the most part, I mean, Blue, Jays are, Blue Jays are giving us really healthy, um, fulfilled meals. So it's, it's really, it's really nice to see because I know a lot of guys from other organizations, and they say the food over there they don't even eat at the field when they're there. So um, I'm, I'm really happy to be in an organization where they value that and they look out after us. And so I would say that's been the massive difference because coming up, you know, I didn't have any money, you know, and so it's like trying to pay rent. You pay rent, and that's like six hundred bucks, and then there, there's your entire paycheck, and you have a hundred. Yep. Or two hundred dollars to live off for the next two weeks. So, you know, I would say that that's been the biggest changes for me. Is and I think that's why I had the success that I did last year was because I'm no longer worried about like how am I going to eat or you know what yeah. you know how am I going to you know how am I going to do this or how am I going to do that. You know, now it was just strictly okay. Well, now really I only have to focus on baseball because I can pay rent, I can eat, I can get groceries, I can get everything I need. Yep. So, you know, it, it, they they were trying to take out all the stress for everybody. Mm-hmm. They know that was a massive stress, and and you know I think they did a really good job, and I hope teams follow suit with uh, with what they did. So yeah, and 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 kind of again with you know the race thing, um, you know I was just thinking it, people don't know this, and 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 I don't know how much I'm gonna I'll say this right now. This will go with what I'm about to say. How much do you get paid currently by the Blue Jays as as a minor leaguer? Currently, um, I would say that I was getting close to... Um, and this could be before the raise, too, because I'll kind of bring up, you know, this will go with it. Oh, before? Oh, so you want it before the yeah, raise? Yeah, we'll do before uh, the raise. Before the, oh, okay. Bef- uh, before the 
phrase. I was barely cracking a, like a grand. Wow. I mean that, um, and that's what I and and again, and that's what I was, you know, that's what I was gonna bring up here and right now. Um, you know, minor leaguers. People don't understand minor leaguers don't get paid a ton. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be completely frank oh. about it. And no offense to any of you guys at all, but it's true. I mean, it, it really is true. You guys yeah. aren't paid enough, and I think it's disappointing to see because you guys lay your bodies on the line. I mean, you guys are out there every you guys for most leagues, it's 140 games. A lot of those guys are away from their families, you know, they from the Dominican, they're from, you know, other countries. Right. A lot of those guys aren't, you know, with their families. They're, you know, far away from home. They have barely any they had barely any money, you know, when they were growing up, you know, they could have grown up in poverty and stuff. So, I think it's, you know, I I like now that teams are starting to raise up the salaries more obviously with the Blue Jays. I think it's great to see because you guys deserve a lot more. You know, you guys for what you guys do as minor leaguers every single day, it's incredible that you guys don't get paid more. And I think it's great to see that the Blue Jays are, you know, starting to, you know, be able to raise the salaries, give you guys better nutrition, be able to have you guys, you know, be able to do everything that you guys need to do to live out your baseball career. Because obviously at the end of the day, you guys want to make it to the major leagues, but you can't do that without, you know, going through all your, you know, trainings and everything like that. And that gets to be a very expensive process. You know, a lot of people don't understand buying food that that could be up to $300, uh, you know, just for a a grocery shop, you know, if you have to get organic foods in because all the junk food, obviously it's cheap, but you don't want to fill yourself up on junk food because you want to keep healthy. You want to have a good diet. So I think it's good to see that teams now are starting to take, action and actually raise up the prices for minor leaguers because i tell you man minor leaguers they do so much and it, it's disappointing to see it's it's kind of like with teachers you know they, they just do so much and they don't get paid enough and i think they really do um right. i think they're you know they're incredible athletes they deserve a lot but obviously they can't do that because of so many players in the system which it'll be interesting to see now with the contraction plan if that goes through how you know how the wages will go up and down, how much they'll go up. So that'll be an interesting thing to see if that goes through. Obviously, I hope it doesn't because I don't want to see a lot of guys lose their jobs. I think that would be the worst thing to happen. But also, it's like, do you want to help raise up the prices for the current guys so then they're able to – but it's such a mess right now with that entire thing. Um, my and that's why it was so cool to have that happen. Yeah. Because we know all the logistics, so – yeah, for sure. Yeah, you guys definitely deserve it, man. You guys, you you guys as minor leaguers, you guys deserve it because you guys work your asses off. I'll I'll be completely frank about it. Um, my sixth question is: You dealt with injury. Okay, so my sixth question is: You dealt with some injuries towards the end of the season this year. You've obviously dealt with some injuries throughout your career. Um, in the last few years that you've been with the Blue Jays, uh, do you think that gives you some motivation for next year to kind of stay healthy and be able to finish out the season next year? You know, have a full healthy season because you know, even though you kind of got injured towards the end of the season. It's still you would like to probably finish out the entire season on a good note, you know, have some good performances as a pitcher towards the end of the season. So, you know, do you think that gives you some motivation for next year to try and stay healthy? Um, yeah, I um that was more of a the that was more of a roster move. Oh, okay. because um, so I, I have actually never been hurt. So all really? the more they're more roster moves. Okay. Than anything and I think um, at that time, um, I mean, I, so at that time, uh, in August, um, I was 
struggled mm-hmm. mightily. I mean, if you look at my numbers in August, and I did it completely. It completely warped my entire season. That mm-hmm. I had one month, so at, at the end, I think they were trying to because uh, I was doing a lot. I was kind of wearing down too. I was trying to tell them because all my career, I've been a starter. Yep. And um, and then this year, um, they were like, "We want to try you into the pen." So I was like, "Okay." Um, because we feel like you can do more for us out of the pen, mm-hmm. whatever. So I was like, okay. So um, I think doing the starting, relieving, starting, relieving, starting, relieving finally caught mm-hmm. up to me at the end. And I just didn't feel like I had the same um, power behind my yep. pitches. And uh, Velo was also the same, but like I just kind of felt dead. Yeah. Um, the arm felt kind of dead. So um, that is so. So basically, to answer your question, yes, there is motivation because I felt like I kind of died out at the end. Yeah. Um, the long season kind of taught me something I wasn't prepared for. Um, so that's something that I'm doing this year is preparing um, in a whole different way, something I've never done before. Um, so, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. And, yeah, I really hope that I can finish August out and the rest of the season um, wherever that season, wherever the season ends for me. Yep. Um, and I hope to finish it strong. Yeah, I don't think I've ever pitched that way before in my life. Mm-hmm. That was real. That was a pill to swallow there. But um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, they, they, they answer the question. Yes, there's a lot of motivation to end the season strong. Yeah, and I actually had no idea that I was actually. I didn't know. I didn't even realize that you were able to do that, where teams were able to put you on the IL, and then that's really kind of more of a, just a roster move. I actually didn't know that was even an actual option. Um, I mean, I've heard of it happen before, but I, I, I didn't know. Uh, usually it's first, they'll usually announce it later on um, about there's some injury that the guy had. Um, so I actually didn't really even realize about that. So that's kind of interesting, actually, that that's what happened with your case. And yeah, definitely for sure, kind of ending out the season on a right note, because that month, you know, it's 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 a change. It's a big changer. Um, and especially this year now that they're getting rid of September call-ups, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, yeah. when people are going to get start getting brought up because that's, you know, September call-ups is, is probably the hot spot when you see a lot of good minor leaguers come up, guys who are prospects and AAA and yeah, yeah. – and it's going to be interesting to see that how that works out. It sucks for a lot of guys because that, that was their way of, you know, from a lot of guys, that was their way of getting to the big leagues yep. or get, at least getting their foot in the door. So, you know, that's, that's really unfortunate. But, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. obviously there's a reason behind why they did it. But, yep. um, you know, we'll see what happens. And, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see who actually, you know, who will be kicking up the gears a bit in um, the early parts of the season because obviously you won't have enough as much time. It'll be more now this year. It'll be more called like August call ups um, for this year. Um, and and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually ask you a question real quick. We you know you kind of talked about earlier with you know the differences from the AAA. Um, you know, with you know obviously they use the major league balls, and this can be real quick. Um, it, was there any differences using the major league balls to the minor league balls at all? Um, did you have any like differences or feeling different at all? Because I know there is obviously they're made ones made in China, the uh, the minor leagues, and the uh, major league balls are made in Costa Rica. Any real differences? You know the grip. You know, is was there any differences to them? Oh yeah, big time. Uh, I, one the one thing for me, or so I, I would say obviously we all know the balls fly. Yep, uh, balls fly farther. Um, big league balls compared to the minor league balls. Yeah. But the one thing for me 
coming in was when I got when I got called up as I came in and I, I threw that day and it was it was the feel of the scenes because you're used to a little bit higher scenes as, as a yeah. as a minor leaguer coming up through double A and then um, so that like the off speed was different I couldn't get at first I couldn't I literally had zero off speed I couldn't throw a side yep. or, or a curveball or a changeup but the one thing it did help me with was it created a little bit more movement mm-hmm. and so I had to figure out how to control that because my my sinker was moving like crazy. So that was the one thing that I had to really learn. It was like it was almost like kind of like where to place your fingers again. I had to restart, and uh, because I just couldn't figure out the scenes. But once I got it down, and it was all good to go after that. But there is definitely a big difference between big league balls and, and the minor league balls. Yeah, and 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 again, and also the balls don't travel as far with the the minor league balls, and obviously that. There, there is a reason for it because, you know, they probably don't want the minor leaguer guys going for the fences every game. You know, they, they're trying right. to, you know, they're trying to get them to where we want you to hit more for contact. We don't want you to hit more for power because obviously that's that's more important. I, I It's nice to see guys hit for power, especially nowadays. That's what a lot of people get into. And, and I feel like that's how why fans get attracted to Major League Baseball. They look at this big, powerful guy and hitting bombs like a Giancarlo Stanton. Um, and that's what people get into, which it, it stinks because there's a lot of great hitters who aren't, known for their power but they're known for their you know they still have pretty good bat speed and they can hit the ball you know pretty well you know at least contact wise um so it's kind of you know disappointing to see people just kind of go for the power players because there's a lot of really good contact hitters in the um you know in in baseball but um yeah there is definitely you could definitely feel a big difference with them um obviously though it's a bit different being a fan than a player so that you know it's kind of different to tell you know and obviously for you you know more about you know all that type of such so i understand that so my final question to you is what are your goals for 2020 this season what are some of your goals whether it's do you have any team goals this year do you have any you know just personal goals they would like to achieve what are just some goals that you like to achieve this year um i would say i would say a goal the main goal for me uh this year and i kind of hit on it a little bit earlier um is, is just to kind of remain consistent mm-hmm. uh, like i said i burnt out in august um you know now now that i know what my role is going to be you know i want to take that role and be just consistent with it throughout the season because like it was either I was really good relieving or I was really yep. good starting. If that's gonna be my role, then I want to hone that down and figure out what that difference is. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm kind of trying to figure out right now. And, and you know, obviously with being so close, hopefully, you know, start back in Buffalo yep. and see what happens. But um, obviously hopefully I can get a shot this year and see what happens but I mean, those yeah. are really my only main goals um uh, i'll come in have a healthy year have a healthy spring and yep and go from there so yeah for sure definitely just staying consistent is a big thing especially in the minors um you know in a, in a minor leagues that you know you can go through the minors relatively quickly um throughout the minors you know it, it's one of those things where we've seen guys um, you know, again, like Vlad, for example, who went through the minors and like that. I mean, it was super quick. So definitely, can't, staying consistent is a big, a big, big thing. Um, and 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 another thing is too. Do you think that you can make it to the majors this year? If you are able to stay consistent, you are able to have a really, really good year. Do you think you could be in the majors, say by August? Yeah, I, I think I could. I think I could. Um, you know, 
um, just because of, well, not just because, but a lot of it has to do with where we're at right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, roster-wise, depth chart-wise, but um, I fully believe that at some point I will be in the big leagues this year. Well, I hope that you are in the big leagues because I would love to say that I had you on and, you know, you were in the big leagues this year and I would love to watch you uh, be able to strike some of the big name batters out, especially uh, some, you know, Yankees players because I'm not a Yankees fan. (laughs) Um, No, no offense to the Tarpons at all. I like the Tampa Tarpons, but not a Yankees fan. Um, But uh, no, but I... Well, I hope you have a great season this year, Taylor. Thank you for joining me again. Uh, Go Blue Jays this year, my friend, and you have a great rest of your day today. Thank you for having me. You too. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. All right, guys, that is Taylor Saucedo on the podcast. Taylor was a really cool guy. I love Taylor. Really good guy to talk to. Um, Again, you know, staying consistent. Minor league baseball, people don't realize um, minor league baseball, you got to stay consistent. Um, in minor league baseball. And, um, and, and another thing to touch back on guys, go to a minor league game. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Go to a minor league game, go see these guys. Um, um, you know, these guys work their, you know, what's off their asses off. They are hardworking, super talented athletes. And I'm not just saying this because I do this podcast. Um, I'm saying this because it's true. It it really is true. I think these guys are fantastic athletes. They are one of the, some of the top players in 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 the country, um, or in the world, I should say. Um, you, you know, it, and we've had guys on here on this podcast who have are some of the best players in the minors. Um, guys like Travis Swaggerty, uh, Matt Veerling, um, uh, Aaron Whitfield or Whitefield, I should say. Sorry, Aaron, I didn't mean to say your name wrong. Um, you know, just guys who have had. Success. I mean, in the minors. Um. So you know, uh, really, really cool to be able to get again Taylor on. Thank you, Taylor. Again, uh, good luck for this season. Um, coming up in the next, you know, couple. Coming up next, you know, we're gonna be getting Glenado on the podcast. We're gonna be getting Virgil Vasquez. He's a uh, a coach for the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. Mighty Muscles. Keyword. Uh. So the Mighty Muscles. Interesting. There uh, should it'll be actually the first mighty muscle I get on. I don't know miracle mighty muscle. I don't know. Um. Anyways, excited to have him on. Uh, Punter Pence is coming on. Jim Morris is coming on. I gotta email him uh, in a little bit actually. Uh, so Jim Morris is coming on. Lots of guys getting uh coming over. Pat O'Connor should be coming on here um in the near future. So lots of guys are getting on. Spring trainings only in a month. Um, sh- crazy that is almost a month away um, from Friday. Month from Friday is when all players will report. I will be in Philly's camp on that Monday. Uh, I'm very excited to get some interviews. Alejandro Racania is going to be on, who's one of the better pitchers, I think, in the in the Philly system, in my opinion, at least. I, he looked lights out early on this year, man. He was a hell of a pitcher for that Clearwater team. So very excited for what's up to come on the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, thank you for um, Pick Drafts DFS, our sponsor. Uh, go to their Instagram. That is their Instagram, Pick Drafts DFS. You can save 25% off on all their contests. They do football, basketball, and baseball. Um, you can save 25% off by using the discount code FSLBB19. That's all in caps, FSLBB19, to save 25% off on all the contests that you enter through Pick Drafts. Again, they're a sports gambling site, a equivalent to FanDuel. 
So go check them out. You know, very good guys over there at Pick Drafts. And go check out the official referee and sports umpiring gear for the Florida Daily Radio Network, officialsdepot.com. You could go check them out on the internet. Go spend some cash. Go buy some of their merch. And you could save 15% off at checkout by using discount code FSL Network, all in caps as well. And they're doing a giveaway right now. They're giving away some of their polos that they got. Pretty nice polos. Uh, they do have a logo on them, but they are pretty nice polos just to wear around um, the area. Um, and they're like, I think they're a dry fit sort of uh, material. So very cool. Go enter that giveaway. They have it running till I think this week it ends. I think Friday it ends. So go enter that giveaway. Anyways, guys, this is pretty much it. Again, thank you. Also, Grayson Rogers and Sam Tenez, thank you for letting us use your music. By the way, I would like to say before, um, for to Grayson Rogers' wife, I would like to send my prayers and thoughts to them. Obviously, his wife is battling a fight with cancer currently. I want to send my prayers and thoughts out to them. Uh, keep fighting, guys. I hope you guys are well. Um, they just had their her. Um, Grayson's wife's um, haircut that she did where she um, all her hair got cut off and he also did it too so um, I'm praying for you guys and again thank you guys for letting me use your uh, music or at least Grayson's music um, and I'm praying for both of you guys I'm praying for Grayson I'm praying for your wife my friend hopefully she is doing well and also she just had surgery today so hopefully she's doing well as well anyways guys that is it for this episode we would like to say peace out We'll see you guys in our next episode. We're going to have Glenn Otto on in our next episode. So very excited to have him on the podcast. Uh, Again, thank you guys for listening. Peace out. See you guys in our next podcasting episode.